The thing that I enjoy most about the game is the freedom to be who you want to be, do what you want to do. It's what you've come to expect from a Bethesda title, but on a much bigger scale. Everybody, welcome back to Starfield Raw. This is episode one. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my fellow amazing hosts. The first one I'm going to introduce will leave you in checkmate, Mr. Rook. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back. This should be a very fun episode. The next guy's name kind of sounds like a Greek goddess, Mr. Archon. <laughs> hey, hey guys. <laughs> this should be a fun show. Uh, we got a lot to cover, and so let's get at it often talk about and dream up the space game. What if we could take that feeling of being who you want to be and exploring a new world, but set it in space, where you weren't really limited in where you could go or what you could do? And that is Starfield. So as we know, uh, Xbox did their big showcase recently. Uh, it was like a couple months back, right? Yeah. And they did no. a big... Was it not? It was last, it was last month. It was last month? It was, okay, that's it right. It was June. Yeah, it was June. And it kind of shook the gaming industry, especially the Bethesda Showcase, which was basically all about Starfield. And it was what, about 45 minutes long, all about the game in general. So we kind of went through it, and Nick picked the crap out of it this week. And we're going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of our likes, dislikes, worries, and everything else. And the very first thing that Todd Howard goes into in the very beginning of the video is he talks about the sunset and the lighting system. Our next generation lighting model uses real-time global illumination to light the world based on the type of star and the makeup of the planet's atmosphere. Would you guys, Jeremy, I know that you had something to say about that. Oh yeah, the lighting is amazing from what I saw, especially if that's all in-game uh, footage. It's one of the first games I've seen that's actually taking the atmosphere into account when they do lighting. And, and that the is unusual. From the sun. Yeah, yeah, that was that well, was. It's not, it's not the first game I've seen take distance from the sun into account, but it is the first and only game that I'm aware of that takes the atmosphere and the different makeups of the atmosphere and puts that into uh, account. Which that's got to be some serious processing power to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did, what did they call it? Uh, Real time global illumination. Yeah, I mean, Dang. even the sound of it just sounds. <laughs> it even just sounds amazing. As they're going, oh crap! I didn't write that down. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Dar- they used to Archon's like, yeah, I got you, yo. <laughs> I got you. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, um, especially if uh, it is truly different on every planet. Because then, let's be honest, I love exploring in space games. And I'm going to love going to all of the different planets that I can to watch the sunrise and or the sunset. Sunset, yeah. <laughs> Plus they, I mean, it, they kind of showcased a little bit how the, the different biomes on each of the planets will also affect the lighting and, like, where you're at and stuff. So, it's, I mean, they really put a lot of detail into the lighting and graphics into this game. And, and I really, really am hyped about that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, the graphics, uh, speaking of graphics, the graphics shown in the cities almost made the cities look like they were real living cities. I oh haven't my seen, gosh. I haven't seen <laughs> cities built like that in a long time. Yeah, I have a Man. feeling we're going to be spending the majority of our game time in those cities because I think that because most of the planets are going to be procedurally generated, that a lot of like the... Um, the events that occur, like the random events that occur in like Skyrim and Fallout will occur around those cities because those are the ones that they actually pre-built and designed. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like they the one of the devs said in the video, like when you come in and just walk into New Atlantis, your, your eyes just go up and you just like, you're in awe. The city is probably one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen in a game. It is so massive. I, I, 
I'll probably spend a week of the game just wandering around that city trying to find everything in that city. It's so big. Yeah, and they kind of hit on these, like, uh, themes for each city. Like the one you just mentioned, it's like the dystopia, the perfect society type city, beautiful, no trash anywhere. All about law and order. I mean, heck, you got to go through a checkpoint and check your cargo before you're even allowed to enter the city. Yeah, they're uh, all the all the cities they showed on the um, on the showcase were the capital cities for each faction, um, and even the shorts point pointed this out and how vastly different everything was per each faction and i did like that why didn't i put uh, two and two together on that good job i mean like all right i'm kind of curious like <laughs> like how how deep into the rating system are they going on this game i mean with one of our planets is a pleasure planet i mean that sounds interesting yeah neon city and that one kind of yeah. gave me have you guys ever see the show altered carbon yes i have um don't remember yeah, I have. about it is it reminds me about that when they like to play at the pleasure city idea go and do anything sci-fi style it, uh, it it reminded me of that or um in star trek picard uh the city where um they find seven of nine that's actually also what it reminded me of okay, okay. yeah i could see that what about blade runner I yeah. can see that as well. I can I can see a lot of Blade Runner um what's the word I'm looking for? Influence in this game. Because it's sci fi. The only thing you don't see is the uh replicants, how they're uh or any other droids like that outside of the robot we've seen so far. Um hopefully they release more information about that later. Yeah, in some of their clips they showed other robots and, and We'll talk about it in future episodes, but they also show different robots you could have on your team. However, they did state that the robots don't have any special traits like your human companions will. Yeah, the traits, the human companions. Oh my god, don't get me get started with the character creation. <laughs> we'll get that, into that next week. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's that a whole is, show in itself, pretty much. That is the most in-depth character creation I've seen from any Bethesda game I've played. I mean, we'll touch on it a little bit here because it was a part of that showcase. But we got a lot more information than just the showcase. So we're going to be going over that next episode. We'll get into that later. But um, what about Aquila City? And did you did you guys get the same vibes I got of Firefly? Yeah. Dude. That, it, it nostalgia. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite shows. I love that show. So, like, yeah, as soon as I saw it, that, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to go watch Firefly again. <laughs> I, actually, now that you mention it, um, I said earlier that Blade Runner was uh, a big influence. I think Firefly might have been the bigger influence here. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. Firefly is, like, one of the best sci-fi shows ever made. It's a cult classic, man. It should have lasted way longer. And, and I'm curious. And, Okay, and I'm I'm not saying that because I am. It's a cult classic. Firefly can still hold up to most uh, sci-fi shows today. Oh, I agree completely. Oh, well, I actually no. heard something about they were they were making new episodes? Question mark. Like the only I, thing I've, I've seen. The only thing I've seen about those is usually on uh, April first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my birthday is a pain in the ass. Anyway, <laughs> so the next thing they go into as they show off those amazing cities, and I'm still kind of curious if they're going to actually have like smaller towns in different planets and maybe some smaller cities. Um, I, it kind of looks like it because when they were like when they were showing the different planets and stuff in the different places you could land, there were different key points around the planet. I could I saw like just briefly that that were like points that you could land. So I would assume. That like, at least some some of the bigger planets are gonna have some type of settlements or something along those lines that you can land in. That that is uh, an area where they need to make sure they have more, especially on the more populated planets, because otherwise, you're going to get the same thing from every other planet you visit. You're going to have one big city and then nothing. And if yeah. the article and if the articles I read about some of these other planets being approximately ten percent life on them, 
when you start exploring, then I would expect the colonized planets to actually have a lot more cities and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And I think that's ex- that's a good point, Jeremy, about the whole 10% thing, because that's it's not that realistic. It's actually, according to um, physics, it's more like less than 3%. But I think 10% is like a more realistic approach to having planets with life at the right positions. Mm-hmm. Well, they did kind of touch a little bit on that in the showcase about how like there were going to be some planets that were like mainly for farming resources and stuff like that and then other planets where you're going to have like more populations and and things that you run into that you're going to have to fight and stuff like that and that's like I'm hoping there's a pretty good balance. I mean, obviously with them being like a lot of the planets being random generated and stuff like that, it's going to be a lot of those are probably going to be your ones that are like resources and fighting and things like that as opposed to like more of like your quests and things like different settlements where you can find different quest NPCs and storylines, stuff like that. I think I'm going to love doing that peaceful exploration of these, these barren planets. Like when Todd mentioned, like, see that moon over there? You can go there. I got all giddy. He's like, yeah. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've played games that you could do that, but for some reason that one struck me as um, more exciting. Yeah. Uh, when you can actually leave the planet and just go to the next thing, uh, so one of my issues with another space sim I do is the fact that you can leave, you can land on certain planets that have less than 1% atmosphere and you can tra- drive around, but if you see a moon with an atmosphere, you can't land on it. So they did right by saying, Hey, you see that moon? You can land on it. And you see this planet with an atmosphere? You can land on it. I kind of like that. Yeah, and it's that, that's kind of going to go into one of my big um, concerns, but we'll get into those, that point later. Uh, Derek, on your notes, you mentioned something about third person and first person. Yeah, they. I, I really enjoy the fact that they add, that they made it to where you can play both. Because I'm more of a first person player, but I know a lot of people are more like Halo style and want to play you know, in the third person mode, and, and, and that's just their style. And it's cool that they give you the option to do both because I know I might get some backlash from from our listeners on this, but I wasn't really a big Halo fan. And the main reason was because I didn't like playing it in the third person. Yeah, I I I wasn't either. (laughs) I'm more of a first-person guy, and if they would have added that feature in that game, I probably would have loved it. What, Halo? Or are you talking about Halo, or are you talking about uh, Mass Effect? Halo was first-person. No, Halo. Halo was third person, wasn't it? it was no, first. it was first person. It, maybe I game, am talking about Mass I think Effect. It, yeah, because Mass Effect was third person, right over your shoulder. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't that, like that, that either. That's pro- that. That's probably you know. But I agree. <laughs> and is it really a Bethesda? Maybe I just game didn't like and... Halo for other reasons. I don't know. <laughs> so, can we really call it a Bethesda game if you don't play it in first person? I was going to say, Skyrim and Fallout series, they all gave you the option to go between third and first. But yeah, almost everyone played those games in first. Come on. But would you? I mean, why? And, and like, another thing I noticed is is one thing that they kind of showcased a little, you know, uh, let's throw our merch out there, was, like, the, the Starfield headphones and the Starfield controller, and it oh, kind of got me thinking, like... And the watch. And the watch. What is... Oh, yeah, the watch. The watch would look pretty cool, though. But, like... It, it made me think, like, is this game going to be one that's easier to play with a controller? Or is it going to be, like, most first-person shooters where point-and-click is way easier, and it, it's just, like, the controls are way better on a computer. So, like, Speaking of controls, Jeremy brought up a really good point in his... Um, you just cut him off like that? Come I on, did. Man. I completely cut him <laughs> off like a noob. I was at the end of my no, point, though. That was actually... Like, Derek's point, I'm sorry. The controller versus keyboard thing. You were already on there, and I cut you off like an idiot. Continue, sir. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was at the end of my point. Like, like which is going to be the better style? I mean, I personally will be playing on PC, so most likely I'll be playing keyboard and mouse. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure all three of us will be playing on PC. But, I mean, you do have the option to use an Xbox controller on your PC if you so choose. 
Right. Yeah, that, right, right. That leads me to one of my other worries, but I agree with you, and most games I've played on PC by Bethesda give you both the option to do either or. And when I played Controller in the Fallout series on PC, it played like the Xbox, so I don't see that big of a difference if you're going from console to PC or vice versa. Or keyboard I think or controller, yeah. Or keyboard and mouse. Um, right, but honestly, if, if if you've played a first-person shooter, okay, say, say you're playing a first-person shooter, and mm -hmm. you're playing it on your Xbox, you can't tell me that the aiming and the, the controls aren't just don't just feel better on a computer because that's you can just reference. literally click right where you want to shoot and that's where you're going to shoot where on the controller you got to you know you, there's more skill involved but like on a, on a pc it's just point and click you, i want to shoot here that's, so you that's click one of those, there those big debates that have been going on for as long as i can remember like which console is better well it's rather it really it comes down to a matter of preference i mean if you're used to playing on console and you have the controller feel more often then you're going to want to play a controller which makes sense if you're now, on keyboard yeah. and mouse then same thing me and joe uh me and joe have a lot of experience going up against equal footing same game one's playing p uh one group is playing pc another group is playing on the consoles uh that is call of duty uh warzone yeah. Some were playing on the controllers, and they were playing just as well as a lot of people on the uh, mouse and keyboard. Those people who play on controllers a lot have a feeling on how to set up their controller to make it beneficial to them. But at yeah. the same time, I prefer mouse and keyboard just because yeah. I've gotten used to it, and I can always upgrade my computer to be better than the Xbox See, and it's funny you bring up Warzone because Warzone is actually one of the ones I was thinking of when I when I mentioned that because they've actually done studies and they say that like they they've said that people on PC have a distinct advantage. Yeah. In Warzone, yeah. it's easier to aim. You got better dot precision, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Which I'm, but I, that's my preference as well. With this yeah, game was... being single player, though, you don't have to so much worry about you know. Unless unless you have your difficulty turned way up, you don't so much have to worry about, you know, other people coming and sniping you. So that that's yeah. a positive. And the, the combat, which is something we're going to get into in, in more depth in a later episode, probably episode three, it, it very ha much has this um, Call of Duty Halo-style feel to it. And the way they set up the weapon selection, which I wanted to bring that up anyway, I thought was really cool. And it can work very quickly on both keyboard, mouse, and controller the same. Oh, that's, uh... that's very that is true. Um, their menu uh, makes it easy to do both as well. Yeah. It, it It's going to be interesting, and until I can actually play it, I can only speculate how I'll like it, and I think I'll like it fairly well. Hey, Bethesda, we need our hands on. You know, just, just <laughs> a hint, 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 hint. But you are yeah. speaking of watch earlier. Um, one of the things I do like about the watch is they modeled the watch exactly after the watch that's in-game that gives you part of your HUD yeah. information. Yeah, even the case. Down to yeah. the detail, the case is the exact same case that's in the game as normally, well. Normally, I, I don't... That's nice. Yeah, normally I don't care about in-game promotional items like that, but I really want that watch. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> kind of sweet. But I'm not going to lie. Everywhere, and I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah I'm not going to lie, I was... that watch is very nice. I saw that, and I'm like, that's actually an ingenious marketing plan. Take a watch that you have in-game and make it in real life. You know, if, if I was given that controller, I would actually hook it up to my PC and I would use it. I'd give it a go. I would, oh, me too. I that's nice. I'm, I'm digging that headset, too. I was, I was actually looking yeah. at it pretty, pretty seriously. Normally, I get cringy when they bring up product placement like that, but when they brought those up, I was in there going, okay, this is Bethesda, so I'm going to give it a go. going to think about it. And they showed it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I want it. And yeah. especially if they have the controller layout designed on the actual controller graphics, that's going to be cool because then a lot of players will be like, crap, what button do I need to do what? And then you look down, oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's not really much. It's, just, it's the same price for that controller as any other Xbox controller. So mm -hmm. they, they, they didn't jack the price or anything like that. It's it's If you need a controller... Yeah. I mean, you can either choose between a plain Jane Black one, or you can get that one. I mean, I I don't know why anybody wouldn't. And they have it set uh, up so well in correlation with the game. I think it's cool. They've yeah. put thoughts in their peripherals for this game. 
I've been a big fan of Bethesda for a long time. A lot of my regular listeners from the past know that how much of a fanboy I can be about their stuff. And like I said, normal game stuff, like Blizzard and stuff like that, I don't ever deal with their extras that you can buy for real-life stuff, their maps and stuff like that. I just... No interest. See, the only thing I noticed, and it's something that kind of made me kind of turn my head sideways and scratch it a little, is the headset has a mic on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's a single-player game. (laughs) So I'm like... We all know, just based on what we're doing right here, right now, right before we started this podcast recording, you were sitting there playing a game, doing some stuff, while talking to both me and Widget, and... There you go. There's a reason you need a mic because you always have friends to talk to. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Nobody. No, even when you play a single player game, you don't play it single player. You're always, no. you know. I remember. Uh, I just Fallout, we're talking to somebody. I remember when Fallout 4 came out. I'm sitting here playing it, talking with a friend of mine, and we're sitting here playing Fallout 4. Mind you, it's a single player game. We're going to the same places and doing the same things and just talking about it. So I could see us doing that by saying, hey, we're going to go jump to this system. Do you have it? And then going there and seeing what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no doubt when the game launches, we're all three going to be in this Discord talking. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. We're going to be sitting, especially <laughs> especially when we're, sh- like, showcasing a planet for the week or whatever. We're all going to be there on that planet, you know, talking about what we're finding. And, you know, <laughs> well, I totally remember- see it happening. Remember, procedural generated, so I could go to a planet, and you could go to a planet, and they'd be completely different. Yeah. Some. Some, some of them, yes. I some said of pr- them, the no. procedurally generated ones, not the right. actual ones that they have designed for the game, but the ones yeah, that the Yeah, for the quest line and stuff. All right, guys, so that- let's talk about a little bit about the atmospheric. Um, for instance, like the, the oxygen, the gravity, the things that are not so much visual, but actual physical feel. Because I was, I got concerned at the beginning when I, they were talking about combat. Like, okay, well, are they going to actually take in gravity effect? Because there's some games like <clears throat> No Man's Sky <clears throat> where that didn't take effect. <laughs> there was no difference, and it really took you out of that that game a little bit. But then I started digging yeah. through, and I did see that yes, in fact, I noticed that I paused on one of the scenes where it showed like the planet listing of the things on mm-hmm. it, and it did mention uh-huh. gravity right there. Yeah. It mentioned they gravity. Even said, they mentioned it, yeah, in the video exactly. they mentioned it. And, and how it's going to affect it. things. It's going to affect combat. One thing I kind of was wondering, though, is like, I noticed throughout the video down in the lower right, the lower left-hand corner, excuse me, that there's an O2 CO2 meter. Yeah. Now, is that something that we're going to have to be, like, pretty conscious of when we're on certain planets? Like, uh-oh, I'm running out of oxygen or running out of CO2 or... Like it better be. Uh, if, they've, <laughs> if they've taken Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky into account, then I think they will because No Man's Sky and Elite Dangerous both have you watch your oxygen levels. Um, but CO two meter, this is the first game I've seen with a CO two meter. Yeah, yeah. It's, got a little, it's got both. So that that's gonna be interesting and I mean that could also come into like make a big difference in gameplay because if you're limited on how much time you can spend on the planet. I can that's... see it. Like, depending on your loadout, like what tanks you have on or your armor or, I mean, your suit. Like, you approach a planet, you have to scan and say, well, that does not have a very breathable O2 and I don't really have anything set up for CO2. I'm about to go to this planet, get set up, and then come back over here and tackle this one. Right. Yeah. Get different suits and things to tackle different things. That'll actually make the gameplay a little bit more, like, immersed. And I'm, I'll kind of... I like that. Now, this brings me to a point that Widget uh, mentioned in his notes. Landing on planets, is it going to be one of those where we have to fly? Yeah, I found the answer to this, and I'm not happy. Uh, We're going to have to run everywhere, aren't we? Yes, but here's the thing. See, one thing I loved about the other game, No Man's Sky, was the fact that you could fly in atmosphere. I Mm -hmm. love flying. It's one I, I absolutely love it. This game, you cannot do that. You're going to be, you have to pick a landing zone, which could be anywhere. It's not predetermined. And you land and you have to walk from there. If you want to find a new spot, you have to go back into your aircraft, go out in the atmosphere, go out of the atmosphere, out in space, pick a new spot, and land again. That's something I hope they fix. 
Now, this is a modern-era game, so you're pretty sure if they get enough feedback, they'll probably add it in. Well, they did, they did mention in the video how you can teleport to waypoints or to your ship. So, like, if you find different waypoints on the, on the planet, you can probably teleport around without having to go out into the atmosphere. Yeah. But I like the transition on games um, where you fly from the surface to outer space. But that does take a lot of hardware capability for the amount of graphics they're running. Yeah, I'd imagine right. with how the cause see in the the other game, I was called that. All the planets were all a single biome. That was one of the biggest gripes people had about it. This one yeah. is there are multiple biomes. It's like an actual planet. So I could see how it would cut it would take a lot more processing power to be able to fly around a planet, but I would love to have that ability as like fly around the planet, see, oh that spot looks great. I'm gonna sit down and land there. Or at least, at, at very least, like some type of land speeder or something that you could use to get around a little bit. Yeah, easier. and that's, I'm going to talk about something. When we, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about the recent drop a couple days ago that Bethesda did. Well, it would be like four days ago from when you guys are listening to this. About the little two-minute video shorts they did. We'll talk about that. There's a little something in there that I, I, I picked up that I want you guys. I'm going to talk to you guys about. We'll do that at the end of the show, though. Um, yeah, yeah. There, uh, vehicles, I can see them adding, like, speeders or wheeled vehicles going through there. DLC, anybody? Or the first expansion. It's yeah. gotta, they got to do that, though. I mean, I know that I know how they want you to be able... They want you to really explore, and it's kind of hard to really explore when you're on, like, when you're going... A, a, a buggy going 90 miles an hour through rocky terrain, but it's so freaking fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, I, I get they want to keep the heavy <laughs> graphics like they got, the really crisp crisp clean graphics that that video showed making it where you've transitioned from space into atmosphere that would uh, that would probably lose you some of the graphics quality that you have and so i get why they did it i just hope they give us a vehicle when we land so we can get around quicker especially if we're trying to set up bases on these planets or at least waypoints that you can jump around well they, they mentioned that which is a good thing i mean if they didn't have that but how, I mean, are we talking like 500 meters or like 15,000 meters between waypoints True. as well? I mean, and I just like, had a thought. There could be like four waypoints on the whole planet, and the planet is just like massive. So, I'm wondering if they're going to give us beacons or something like that where we could manually set down as a, a jumping waypoint. That's that would point. be useful. That could be useful. I mean, even if you leave the planet and those waypoints go away, but still having that while you're there. And you're doing your exploration of the planet and still being able to jump from pre from spots that you determine like, hey, this is a good mineral spot. I can get great mithril or whatever they're going to put in there. You mark it down. And you go off, do your thing, go back to your base, which we'll get in that in a minute. And um, do what you have to do and then jump back to that spot so you can start mining. Like say you didn't have your, your beam wasn't charged or whatever it's going to be. I, we don't know yet. But you go back, you get your beam ready, your mining beam, and you jump back over there so you can mine and then go back to your base and do what you got to do with it. Well, based on the videos that I've seen, it is going to be a mining beam. A lot yeah. and similar of the other game. Yeah, um, the other game the, that shall not be named. The other game also took that from other games. So it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a sci-fi sci They all trope. take from each other. Yeah, <laughs> they, all, they all take and trade. And that's what keeps the games interesting and keeps them One you know, at least familiar. One person creates something, another company will improve on it and make it better, so on and so forth. Just like real life. Yeah. Rook. Kind of um, all picked our own little categories just for listeners' point of view, so that we kind of did some deep dives in. And my boy Rook over here is the one that has been diving the most into character creation and that oh, kind of setup. So just based on what we saw in the video, what is your first take on this? My first take is the trait system. It it completely can make it very unique characters. And if they did the trait system right, it will make it to where you don't have to go online to see what the best build to survive these areas is. It'll, it, it'll give you more role-playing capability. It will give you very interesting uh, dynamics with your character. Uh, I can't recall off the top of my head what some of the traits they worked with were. They're amazing. They're Amen, better brother. than... Preach they're it. better. Yeah. <laughs> they're better than Fallout's uh, perk system, and they're better than 
I'm trying to remember if Elder Scrolls had a trait system. Yeah, well, uh, sort yes of. No. They're, it, it, they're more of a well, skill-based. Um, but it's honest, way better than the perk system from uh, Fallout. If I'm being honest, the, the, the thing I love the most about the trait system, and this is going to sound really weird, is that I love how every trait that you get also gives you some form of negative. So you have to really plan it out. You're like, okay, this is going to be really good for me, but <laughs> I also got to take into fact that it's going to make this happen. Like they they mentioned one where like um, you you could just randomly the, the 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 negative is you'll just randomly get attacked by marauders all the time. Oh, the mercenary like, one. Yeah, the mercenary, yeah, the mercenary one. one. They're just like you just randomly get it. You get this huge buff, but. You're just randomly going to get attacked by mercenaries so, all the time. I want to clarify like, something oh. for our listeners really quick. So the trait system is an optional system that you can do. There's three different main systems. There's the first one, which I completely forgot the name. Help me out, guys. Where you actually pick your three main, I want to say, jobs of your character. Like, I thought uh, traits. I, think, I don't think it's That really was where you optional? picked your traits, I thought. Yeah, it, it's not optional. You have to pick it's, your it's like, not. You, three traits. Well, those those are the, that's fine, but there's the other system which we're talking about, the one that has mercenary. Those are the optional, and they're called something different. I cannot think of the name. Backgrounds, I think. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Backgrounds, yeah. So that's what, that's what those are that have the negatives. The um, traits don't have negatives. Those are just kind of what your character focuses, and they so, didn't mention that you can change those later. Yeah, uh, you can change them through game. Uh, so the character creation, the tabs are biometric ID. Body, face, background, and traits. And they're all part of the stuff you build, and you get three traits. See, so it, I told you he was the one to go to. <laughs> it was, um, it lets you sit there and really mix and match your traits to figure out which ones you want to make a more interesting player. And when you talked about the one, the trait that I can't remember the name of this trait for the life of me. But they talked about you talked about the trait where mercenaries attack you, and the thing that pops into my head is the part of the video where he says that you're the guy's going to a ship and he starts getting attacked by mercenaries. Yeah. So they will attack you anyway. What about the adoring fan? Uh, that one was hilarious. That was. Oh my gosh! I can't believe it's you. I want to breathe every bit of your air. But yeah. So over the top. <laughs> that was, oh my god. And she sounded like she was uh, a, a serial killer at the end. Was that a she? A, a, no, a I, she thought it was a, he, I thought it, it was, was like a it. weird little, little dude. But <laughs> Call, Calling it an it. How about I love that? the fact that they mentioned how you can get rid of some things and they show you with a gun pointing at them. <laughs> yeah just say it, that they don't go any further in the video they go this and you can have ways of getting rid of things and well, then you use your imagination <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the character creation um a lot of my friends that i know they love creating characters running them for a few levels and then stopping and then creating a new character. Creating character creation for some people is the bread and butter of some RPGs. And it's true. I gotta yeah. wait to see what this looks like. I fall into but. a trope that every time there's a, a robust like character creation system like that, I always just create myself and move on. I mean, there's see, there's so much to talk about with character creation. Like, yeah, I know we don't it, have the time it, to do we, it. Today. We don't want to get into it right now because that. I mean, we're gonna go into it more in I depth can, in, I can in episode go, two. I can go so. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, next episode, people. Late uh, on episode two, I'm gonna let Rook just go to town <laughs> on that system. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and move on because we've got still a lot more to talk about. And one of the things that they really hit on big time was Archon's thing that he's been researching a lot. And that is the shipbuilding. Shipbuilding. That's another thing that you. Oh, I could go for for hours. It's. I love it. I love it so much. Make an F14. I, <laughs> I I love how much you can customize it. Just I mean, just a brief overview. You can customize every aspect of your ship. You can put whatever part of the ship wherever you want. You if you want your ship to look like a spider, you can make it look like a spider. Uh, in the showcase, they they show a ship that they made look like a platypus. Yeah. Um, I, I like mean, building ever, ships that look like animals. 
You, if you want it to be equipped for fighting, you can equip it for fighting. If you want it to be equipped for shipping cargo, you can equip it to ship cargo. And you're not only customizing every part of it, but then you can also change the color and everything of every part. And, and it all changes the way the inside looks. I mean, it's just... It's so vast. There's yeah. so much. It's it's it's. It's something that again, we can go. Detailed. Yeah, I mean, building your ship is is almost as 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 intricate as building your character. I mean, you you can just well anything, and you can they, make as many of them as you want. They did <laughs> as long as you say, can afford it. Yeah, yeah. They did say your ship is like another character. So, right. It's it's your home. It should be as. I mean, it's your it's it's. It is it is a representation of you and your in 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 everything that you want to do. No, so I'm like, have multiples for multiple purposes. Oh, that's a I'm going to too. Plus, a- one thing I really liked is that you can like take out other ships in space, and then basically that ship is now yours too. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> so you talking can, about where you can dock with another ship and take it over. Yeah, you can. You, you can. <laughs> I, I mean, that. even if you fight them in space and blow them up, you you still get that ship. And, and you can pirate. either scrap it, or you can go on board and take their stuff and, and take the ship. And then, like, I, uh, one of the videos I was watching, you can then go and, like, go to the shipyard and, and sell it for money if yeah. you want. Or you can it. change it and upgrade it. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Army, so, mate, let's go ahead and take this ship. Be a, you could be a straight space pirate if you want. So, <laughs> my whole thing about this... Is I wish or I, my wish list, somewhere in the top five, maybe top ten, is multiplayer, co-op multiplayer, one or two people. That's cool, um, because then you can have your ship and you can actually show it off to other people. Speaking and on top of, of which, that, they can crew your ship. That would be awesome. One thing that um, Bethesda did already say that they're going to be doing for sure is opening the API, which allows modders to go in and go to town. And one of the first things that modders did for Skyrim was create a multiplayer version. So I think that's what they're banking on. Probably. Um, I've also seen them take uh, stuff from the creation, uh, from the mod world mm-hmm. and they took that and in one of their patches or was it a game of the year edition and one of the fallout games they added the stuff that was created by players oh yeah as definitely. actual content because it was some of the best sold stuff so that would be pretty cool um but i do like how you can get people you can uh get people to crew your ship too yeah and yes. robots and people and based on their traits you can improve your targeting system um, mm-hmm. Space combat was, was kind of my good segue. Thank you, Rook. Perfect. <laughs> I love space Anytime. combat. I know you do too. I love flying around. I love blowing crap up. And playing pirates definitely in my repertoire. And it's going to happen. Space pirate. If I could put cells on my ship, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Dude. What was I going to get that? Okay, so we're talking about combat. And we're talking about blah, blah, blah. It was something else on the tip of my tongue. And I just missed it. Oh, right, right. So when you have like someone in your crew that that gives you advanced targeting you could actually narrow down or if there's also a trait you can take or an else trait a skill you can take that allows you to target specific systems on your enemy aircraft zoom in and take out their shields take out their weapons things like that i thought that was really cool yes yes go after their warp drive so they can't run away and then oh, once yeah. they're once they're a sitting duck you board them and i'm also hey, guys, what was that right what'd you say oh i was saying uh then you can board them and take out the crew. Yeah. Build yep. the ship. <laughs> they call me Bluebeard. I should make it my life's goal to get Nathan Fillion on the show and just ask him. <laughs> right. Oh my god. How much does this game remind you of your show? Hey, Nathan, if you're listening, uh, shoot us an email. We'll get you on the show. Done. I would love to Heck have yeah. him on there. because then If I you would know Nathan remember. and you're listening, get, send him a message. Get it, let's um, get him on the show. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm trying to get i am starting the process of talking to bethesda so hopefully we'll get some of their staff on and we'll do interviews with them too in the the future that would be awesome but um Mm -hmm. okay so space combat i'm kind of hope they they show three different weapon systems on most of the ships i've seen i don't know if there's different layouts you could do that gives more weapons and i don't know what type of weapons they showed energy they showed like rockets or not missiles or rockets whatever and then um like a machine gun style my brain well, just that's went. Your three ba- 
Yes. That's your three basic types: ballistic energy and explosives. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that more with the shipbuilding because that's that's another huge part of the shipbuilding and, and ship creation and stuff is is all the different systems you can right. add to the ship and how they synergize and. Well, you guys heard it from Ark on here, so next episode. Allocating, allocating <laughs> power to them and all the fun stuff that yeah. comes along. <laughs> I was going to mention that, but I was like, nah, 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 we'll wait. Yeah. yeah that, th that thing, oh, so I, I, I told you all before, I play Elite Dangerous. Oh, my God. The power level movement between the two, sh all the systems is a lot more in-depth than just the three power systems you have in the other game. And I am like, all for that kind of stuff, but that's, uh, just yeah. give it to us. Make it as realistic as yep. possible. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Done. Now, See, I, that I brings me to, to one of my combat, major though, worries. In atmosphere. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. The, one of my biggest worries, it, or not wor yeah, worries, because I'm not really good at real-life space physics. Um, are they going to use Newtonian space physics, or are they going to use what you see in like star wars atmospheric mm. space flight in space yeah, i'm, I'm really more curious interested about that too because i mean they showed a little bit of the little bit of the ship movement and stuff and how you control it like yeah. when they were going on some of the dog fights and it kind of i don't know it kind of looks realistic like a, to me but i wonder if they're going to do a something where it's newtonian with a little bit of a little bit of, or an option to go with atmospheric space flight. That, I wonder if they're going to do a combo of that. Because it looked like in some of the videos where they were actually tracking like an X-Wing attacking something. Or they're sitting there, and then one, he just completely flipped his ship around and was aimed at the other ship. Like it was nothing. Like you would in real life space. Right, that's why I said it kind of looked like it was leaning more toward like the realistic type. Because... Yeah, he like when it showed him like going around and, and, and like targeting the different systems on the ship, he was like the way that ship was moving was very realistic like. And that in my opinion, they could put a way to cycle those two modes. So if you're just flying around uh exploring and not in combat, you can use atmospheric space flight and then realistic space flight for in your combat because that just makes it really fun yeah well yeah, that's I mean, one of those things we're gonna have to wait to find out and i'm sure we're gonna get more information towards closer to launch right mm -hmm. um you have a note in your in your notes archon that is interesting and it kind of wanted me to bring up a question for you guys do we think there's going to be an actual morality system in this game yes 100 percent and the reason why I say that is because as when it shows you the person first getting to New Atlantis, it shows them scan their cargo for contraband before it lets them into the into the city. Well, yeah. They they mention the oh. fact that you can do you can be a pirate, you can do smuggling, but that doesn't really make it an actual morality system. Will it be, have a morality system and the likes of Mass Effect where you have Yeah. Uh, good I, and bad, and a level somewhere in between. That's what that I'm about, not right? a 100% sure. I feel like you can get busted for doing things, but I don't know if it's going to like change the story based on, like, you know, like he said, like Mass Effect or like The Old Republic or things like that, where it, like, depending on your choices, it, like, fully changes the whole story for you. That I'm not sure. Because now, with if, how big the game is, to be able to, to add like all those choices in and stuff as well, that would... Man. So they teased that a little bit in Fallout 4, Bethesda did. Um, they actually had, were in some of your quest lines, your decisions actually affected the story of that quest line. That is um, true. Yeah, one of the I most... Could, go ahead. I could see them, I could see them actually uh, doing something like that. But on the massive scale, like you were saying, I don't know if they would actually pull that off. Yeah, I don't think it's even something yeah. like Fable, which had the it's whole like, game was based around that. This game would have to be like 250 gigabytes <laughs> to, to be able to put everything that, that they're wanting into it. It is extremely rare for a game to have a true morality system. But it looks like... Look, 
But I still like the idea of, okay, so say I am a smuggler. If I do that and I get caught and I take my cargo, but that's the only consequence? I... Yeah, like what else happens? I mean, yeah. that that's going to be fun to see, like what else happens. And, like, like a bounty system? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The, that would add more to the game. I mean, you become a bounty hunter or you become a smuggler and you have bounty hunters are, are looking for you. Um, yeah, I took that from Star Wars. My bad, mercenaries. However, <laughs> want to put it. <laughs> that that's fine. I okay. guess. <laughs> let let's let's put it this way. There was one line in the showcase that made me more hyped about this game than any other game I've ever played. And I know what you're going to say. He the, the the devs say we created a massive playground with a ton of toys and we're setting you free. And that just. <laughs> totally hyped me up because it's like that sounds like so much fun it, it lets me so know yeah i know it, it lets me know that i'm not going to beat the game in 40 hours and then put it to the side this is going to be one of those games that i'm going to be playing for for so long so long i'm gonna so, have thousands of hours into this game i know it. i can already feel it i have two games that i've put over a thousand hours in one of them it's a Bethesda game. One of them is a space game. So Elite <laughs> Dangerous, I put in over a thousand hours um, on Steam alone. But Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. I put a thousand. Skyrim, I put over a thousand hours in that game, and then uh, I go back, and now I just try cheating every time I play it. So <laughs> I, um, I, 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 I have a game that I won't mention the name. We'll, we'll just call it that game. But I have one character, one character on that game that has over 450 days played on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that's just one of, like, 15 characters I have. Well, so, like, yeah. When Rook and I talked about creating this show, we both had a very strong feeling that this game was going to be that way. This is why we wanted to make this show. Oh, yeah, There's going to sure. be a lot of replay, a lot of playability in this. I can, I can tell you now. I don't have to worry about it. It it doesn't even matter how long the main story quest is in this game because that's not even the point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's going to be fun and it's going to be... I, well, I, it's a Bethesda game, so the, the story is going to be super engaging. It always is. Else. Really quick, just because we're, we're getting lower on time. We still have a lot more to talk about. But in Skyrim, they didn't... Okay, a lot of people argue this point, I know, but they really didn't have one main story. There were technically three. But there was a, so many side stories that were almost as long as a main story, and I'm hoping they do that again with this. Well, they definitely are. I mean, even when they were going through just New Atlantis, they were talking about how, like, they made it to where, like, basically everything in there, every person has a story to tell and a, and a, and a quest line to get involved in. And, like, there's it's just so immersive. That's why I said I'll probably spend weeks alone just sitting in New Atlantis doing all the stuff there is to do there and probably still not get through all of it. Yeah. Now, devil's advocate-ish, the question is, will they make it where they're trackable quests or where the character says something and if uh, you're paying attention, you could probably try helping them out, bettering their lives or doing something that affects their lives that way without actually it being a marked quest line. So... I like the ones well, where they're not marked quest lines. Some seeing by going off about their their other IPs, Fallout and Skyrim, it, it will be a marked system. Yeah, not I was going to say based based off of like Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. I would say that there's going to be some form of like marker on your map to know Fallout, at least where you're going. Fallout Three, Fallout Four, um, both of those have unmarked quests in them. Some the little minor ones. Um, yeah, a yeah, little like But if you're talking about every character having a story, they're going to be minor compared to the main story arc. So Well, I was my whole point was are they going to have more than just one main story arc like they did with Skyrim? And then some of the side mm. stories were just as big as main stories. I would think so because it sounds like just like right from the beginning when you when you get to Constellation and stuff, it sounds like Constellation is going to be like its own storyline. But then, it, like, there's other things that also, like, that they've shown when you go to, like, the different, like, coalitions and stuff that look like they have their own storylines as well, so. Yeah. I think there really could be three main stories based on the three cities. Three main storylines for the three main factions, plus Constellation, 
plus uh, yeah. whatever they else they add in on each planet might have its own main quest line yeah. for each planet. So there's going to be, it sounds like, based on that knowledge, there's going to be a lot of stories to play. A lot of stories to what play. It, what it there. looks like to me is that Constellation is going to be your quote-unquote main story. And then, like he said, each of the different planets are also going to have a sub-main story. And then there's going to probably be another, like, all kinds of other mini-main stories. And it's... <laughs> well, that's what I expect from a Bethesda game, honestly. Fallout right. did it. It, it sounds like they're going to do something along the lines of Fallout, where there is one overall major storyline that has a set ending, but how you get to that ending with whatever faction you decide to go with, if you even do the main storyline. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's I'm going to get honest. so lost in exploring. And, <laughs> All right, guys. And... All right, come on. Come on. Get back on track here. <laughs> we can go on hours with our tangents here. Really quick, your guys' opinion on base building. Because they only they only briefly mentioned it and only showed a little bit of it. Your guys' it is It is a better version of base building than what's in No Man's Sky. The buildings look so much better. It looks like it's going to be bigger. You're not going to be limited to a smaller area like in No Man's Sky. So I think it's it's going to be way much, way much improved over, at, say, Fallout's base building. Settlement building. Yeah. I think I just I think I need more information on it to be honest. Like right now I don't like obviously you could build a base, but like it doesn't really give a whole lot of information about what the point is. Like what what's what is what can you do at your base? What what are the what are the perks of having a base? What are the you know, so like I'm I'm kinda waiting to see a little bit more information that they release on it. That's but one it, of the things it about like the... it could be a whole yeah. level like shipbuilding. I mean and all the research that... I've been doing and that's one thing that I have not seen much of. Right. Me either. But based on what I saw in that video, and uh, this is from my experience with other games that involve base building. So they mentioned straight up your base building. You can build bases for automatic resource mining, uh, storage, a base to rest. Um, we don't know in depth how their oxygen system is going to work. So... There's all these different things that it sounds like the base is going to be in, uh, part of. And they even said you will be able to, just like your ship, you'll be able to hire crews for your bases. And what those crews can do and their traits will also affect what your base is capable of. Right. I, they um, they kind of briefly touched on you. You can like set them up to like do research or set them up to do mining mm -hmm. or things like that. But it's like, and also, can you have more than one base or are you limited to just the one? Or, I mean, there, there's like a lot said, of questions around it. They said bases when they're talking yeah. about you can build yeah, your bases. Outposts. Okay. okay. That's awesome. Did you guys uh, notice the, uh, the agriculture in the video? Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm wondering if you could if that will be something you could put in yours and actually have to worry about like getting uh, rare and unusual seeds from different planets and figuring out how to grow them with the proper soil and whatever nutrients you need. That that could be its own little mini game right there. Well, one of my concerns is like he made a pretty a pretty big emphasis on how much they love food. So I really hope they don't have one of those hey, just dumb that systems in the game where you have to like eat every so often, otherwise you like like a la raft. Or something like that. Like you're gonna die if you don't eat. <laughs> oh, so just because, aggravating. Just because that so. one dev had it set up where you could, she collected all the sandwiches she found. <laughs> yes. Well, like, I think it's gonna be I a lot like collect sandwiches for a lifetime. Like I'm gonna go back to the Skyrim where eating was a way of replenishing health quickly. That it that would make that would sense, be nice. That that was kind of. If you look oh, at like, the food they show it, it shows you how much hit points they recover or O2 it recovers. So here's yeah, like, my thing about food like in that, that game. Okay. Here's my issue about the food in that game. That is some of the most detailed food in any video game I've ever seen. Right? It's going to make you hungry. hungry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to watching the show. <laughs> we'll let you guys know more about the outposts and things like that as we get to it. I'm going to play a little quick quick uh, clip for outposts. After some exploring, you can find a spot to set up a base camp. Outposts can be built almost anywhere on any planet. And the habitat modules come in all shapes and sizes, filling all different purposes. You can even live in them. 
assign crew and companions to work at your outposts for added bonuses and set up extractors to harvest resources while you're away. And the last thing that we should, I think we should jump on before we get into some of our concerns is the combat. Um, this is something else that I'm, I've been, I'm doing the one researching on that. There's a whole lot I can talk about. We'll probably do that episode three, I'm thinking. Um, just your guys' quick, quick take on it. Uh, based on what I saw in the videos, um, gravity is going to take a big effect. Uh, I like the fact that they made it where it's beneficial to make a pugilist um, uh, or a melee character that likes punching a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I do like that. It did give me Halo vibes, but then you're oh. running around with a jetpack on your back. Yes. So. See, you it, it gave me Destiny vibes. Like, yes. all the combat made me think Destiny. And Speaking of Halo, though, the main story from what we saw gave me nothing but Halo vibes. With the artifact and everything like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but so back to we'll combat. We'll see how they play that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Archon said it best. I said Halo... But it is more along the lines of destiny. Yeah, especially with the jetpack yeah. and being able to like, you know, boost yourself way up in the air and come down on enemies and stuff. It just it really gave me destiny vibes, which is fine because I like that game. So um, a whole lot of different ways you can play in combat. I am totally going sniper. Calling that out now. But... Oh, I'm, I'm probably gonna go jetpack and stealthy. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see how high I can punch people into the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get low gravity and just see the ragdoll effects go. <laughs> we'll get into that again and more in a later episode. Um, they did mention briefly a photo mode, and I just got cringed about that. But I can see how some people would like that. I, I use it a lot in Elite Dangerous. I use it a lot because uh, you can get very beautiful shots and very beautiful screenshots. Uh, you can make a good desktop background or cell phone background with some of those shots you can get with those cameras. I'm now, the curious. ones the ones they yeah, took but... in the game weren't that great. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, though, if they'll be able to, like, uh, put your photos you take and put them somewhere in your ship or your Maybe. outpost. Ooh, See, a decoration base? That I awesome. like the photo system because the main reason I will probably use it is to remember spots. Like if I find like a really good mining spot or something, take a picture of it so that when I'm when I go back, it's easier to find, or like a landmark close to it, take a picture of it so that I remember. Because I do that a lot in games. I'll pull up my phone or something and take a picture of something so that I remember where I'm at and what I like a landmark or something so that I can go back and find it easier. And if it's already built in game, then that's awesome. If you could just pull it right up and be like, okay. I'm yeah, heading back I, here to get these notes. So, I mean, I, I see some functionality to it. I know it's probably more of, like, an aesthetic thing, but, like, I see some functionality to it, too. I wonder if you'll be able to ride any of the animals, because then you could get some really good photos with that. Yeah, yeah well, you can um, mind control them, so there is that. Oh, yeah. And that, there is that, a, a beast fun. job, so, hmm. Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, so those laugh. are the main systems that. that were mentioned throughout the video. Um, but before we wrap up the video portion, what are this is your guys' open platform of anything that I might have missed? I think we covered a lot. Um, we need to see, uh, do more research, and actually start deep diving special the different aspects of the game, and then that yeah. will help us clear up a lot more stuff. Which we're, we're definitely doing. It's definitely our plans like we talked about. Um, right. Are there any concerns? Like my biggest concern was the flying in the atmosphere. We already brought that up. That's something I'm my biggest not concern. My biggest concern is mostly for PC players. Uh, my experience with playing games that are large load speed and how long uh, the performance and how much the game stutters running it. Now, there's a lot of data in this game, and I'm worried about what kind of graphic settings the average computer is going to be able to handle on this. Not every computer is an Xbox Series X level computer. Are we going to need a solid state drive like some of these PC articles state, or are we going to be okay with a, a hard disk drive? Those yeah. are what I worry guess... me the most. I guess my thoughts on that are 
like you kind of mentioned, this game is designed to run on an Xbox Series X or, you know, an Xbox in general. If you're playing any current games right now, your computer will run at the speed of an Xbox. It should, at least. If you, I mean, if you're playing any of the, the, the more modern titles or anything like that, your computer should be able to handle it um, because PCs generally run better than a console. And with modern compression, modern um, preload, things like that, there's there's tri- tics, tri- tricks and tools that they use nowadays where I think that won't be as big a deal. They did release the recommended PC specs, and they are they're they are definitely high. They're definitely a modern well, game. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like I got a two year old PC. I played my games on. I built it in 2020, 2070. Okay, uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> Future. I went to the future and built a PC and came back. No, um, I built it in 2020. Uh, It can handle most games I throw at it. But the uh, the higher I set my graphics setting, the more it struggles. I don't know if it's going to be on par to be able to handle it. That's my concern. That's that's something we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I have a gaming laptop that I upgraded and built a couple years, well, a year and a half ago now. It still runs everything I throw at it at Ultimate, so... I'm hoping to at least get high settings on this one and be fine with it. Yeah, mine I built, gosh, mine's probably like three or four years old now, I would say. I would imagine if you have I built a beefy, so it should be okay. I I imagine if you have like a six or seven year old gaming computer and you don't have an Xbox that you might want to consider an upgrade. Or get an Xbox. Or get an (laughs) Xbox. Yeah, it might be cheaper on that end. I just love how we just told everybody we built our own computers. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm an IT specialist. I actually took my laptop and resoldered in a new a new video card and <laughs> upgraded everything else in it. Well, mm-hmm. my laptop is a little bit better than my desktop, which is kind of weird because my desktop I built myself and it's it's beefy. But my laptop I bought pre-built, but oh. it had it had everything I needed in it. So it it was basically my desktop but slightly upgraded. So there's something I got to mention. Because I'm getting, I'm itchy and I forgot it. Was, I just saw my notes. At minute mark, 41 minutes, 41 seconds of the video, there's freaking force powers. Yeah, I did see that. Um, uh-huh. It was so brief. Like, I don't even, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, like, a trait or an ability learned or, like, one of the things. I, I, I don't know. All I know mark is I saw words. the dude. All I know is that I saw him put his hand up in the air and everything froze. We're going to have power. It, so, it's one of those we will see. Looking at it, I they didn't really touch on it. It was a brief clip, so I need more information on it before I yeah. make judgment. That was just a good enough tease right there to say, yeah, we got this coming, and you're going to have to wait, bastards. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they're definitely keeping it hush-hush for a reason, and we'll see, uh, we'll see as they release more. All right, anything else, guys, before we wrap this part up? No, nah, that's about all I had. That's yeah, that's, that's all that's in my notes. So, All right, <laughs> so um, in most of our regular episodes, we're going to go over any kind of recent news. And there's been, um, in Reddit in particular, there's a moment in the video where they you see like a calendar on a wrist, and it shows 42, and it goes by increments of seven days. My math is terrible. Right on the 42nd day before launch, they released three videos. And from everything I've been seeing... We're going to see something new released by Bethesda every week until launch. Um, and they released these three videos, these three animated shorts. So would you guys get a, a quick impression on them? Um, Rook? Well, we already covered the three uh, episodes earlier in this segment when we were talking about the different cities. The Yeah, uh, in a way. Field. Yeah, that's, that's basically what they did. They just kind of showcased the three cities a little bit. Um, they kind of added, like showed a little bit of like you know maybe there might be a mercenary guild or something along those lines that that you can get involved in yeah i saw thieves guild and mercenary guild right um it makes me that's where we got our vibes of firefly from no they they showed it um when they showed the main uh showcase they actually showed it like where it had that walking through the town and it looked old western and they had like this like uh showdown going on i got more uh firefly vibes from those three shorts than i did from 
the showcase Fair. because the three shorts you're just getting off of a new ship in a new town you don't know and then the other ones you're out in the middle of a field uh needing a new part for your ship running around trying to find one that was so firefly yeah that was the aquila the aquila city now I did a little bit of research on the background of that video, and there is lore behind it, and there was this thing called the Mech Wars that occurred in the past, which happened like 20 or 30 years prior to the events of Starfield. And they showed the mechs being fighting in there. And then, if you look in the videos that that was released, there's old rundown mechs that they walk by briefly. So I'm wondering if we're going to get mechs at some point in the game. Maybe, or maybe it belongs to one faction that we don't have access to. Um, we'll have yeah. to see how they play that out. Or maybe it's some type of, like, robotic follower or, you know, something. They were actually writing in them. And if you look at the ones that oh. are broken down, there's a cockpit. Then yeah, maybe. It, it is it, possible. It, it reminded me of Mech Warrior on that short that had just the outlines of the mechs. Yeah, that, yeah. that reminded me of Mech Warrior. And they showed the actual broken down ones in game. I gotta look at the actual video again and find it, but uh, there's been a lot of speculation online about it, and I'm really hoping that that does become a part of the game down the road. I don't think it's gonna be there on launch, but I'm hoping it's something that is get that does get added on. It could be something that you find more late game as well, or it could be something they do like in the Fallout series where there's so much lore and they're using it as lore pieces, and they're not used anymore. Um, We'll have to see how they do it, though. Uh, it would be cool to have mechs. Mechs aren't my big thing. Uh, if I want a mech game, I go play Armored Core. I love... Uh, I don't mind mechs, but they're just not my cup of tea in this style of game. Yeah, okay. I think it'd be fun. That'd be my style. Uh, I mean, it's if probably it's, if it's a faster mobility... Like, yeah. if it's a faster mobility, then I'm all for it, so... With guns. Yeah. All right, guys. That's how you get from point to point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. it was, it's was it been a blast doing this full-length episode for you guys. We like to encourage our listeners to email us in. Our email for the show is starfieldraw at gmail.com. And our Twitter, you could also message us on Twitter, at starfieldraw, just as it is. Um, follow us and... If you email us in or give us a good comment or question in either Twitter or, or email, we'll mention it up on the, we'll bring it up on the show and we'll we'll discuss it for you guys. Uh, we'll do a couple of those every week as we start getting those in. Um, and next week we're going to be talking about shipbuilding, brought to you by Archon, and character creation, brought to you by Rook. We're going to get into more a detailed look and dive into those two systems. So if you guys have any comments or anything like that you want to bring up to our attention. Please email us, starfieldraw at gmail.com, or uh, message us on Twitter at starfieldraw. Or hit us up on Facebook. We have a page. It's starfieldraw on Facebook. Um, we're monitoring all three of these all the time. So <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter as well, at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. And Rook is at? At Rook213. Rook like the chess piece. Archon mentioned the fact that he uh, was going to make a Twitter, and he did. What is it, buddy? He did. It's at the Archon 606. A-R-C-H-O-N. Correct. The Archon 606. And we'll be releasing this episode, these episodes, every Friday morning. Well, we, we record these on Wednesday night, so we have time, just in case something comes up we want to add in there. Get your emails in, get your messages, and messages in by Wednesday afternoon, and we will discuss them. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and have a wonderful week. See you next week, guys. It's a shame. Exploration requires so much bloodshed.